0: Welcome to the Preconception Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to guiding women through the preconception period. Our mission is to make sure you have the information you need in order to have the healthiest pregnancy possible, whether that happens next month or next year. The decisions you make today can significantly impact the health of you and your future children for years to come. So each week on our podcast, we'll discuss one piece of the preconception puzzle, This way, you can enter pregnancy empowered, informed, and in the best health possible. Join us on your journey and have today be the day you start planning your perfect pregnancy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Preconception Podcast. I am very excited because today we have Dr. Allison Felt, a pelvic floor physical therapist to talk to us about preconception pelvic floor health. Hello, Dr. Felt. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. And I'm especially excited to talk about pelvic floor health as it relates to the preconception period because I feel like this is an area that does not get very much attention. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. No one thinks about like their
1: fertility or even when they get to the point of like going through fertility treatments and- Thinking that they need that their pelvic floor and their abdominals could be a piece of the puzzle, so I'm excited to be able to share a little bit more with you guys today.
0: Absolutely, and you know I'm thinking back to when I used to work in an REI clinic, which is an infertility clinic, and um, I have to say there were very few, if any, referrals to pelvic floor physical therapists, and I think that was something that could absolutely be a pr- that could have been improved upon with our clinic and I'm sure can be improved upon with many other offices as well. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's not well known, Um, you know, and people, you know, we don't get referrals from OBGYNs or fertility clinics for, you know, pelvic floor therapy in order to assist with fertility. So I think it's a huge avenue and I'm excited that you're here to spread the word and willing to talk with me about it today.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to change that. We're going to make sure every person that listens to this podcast knows about pelvic floor physical therapy and when they should uh, access it. So, um, before we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in pelvic floor physical therapy? Yeah. Um,
1: so, my name is Dr. Allison Felt, and I own Body Motion Physical Therapy. We're we're located in Edmonds, Washington, um, but we, we consult with people all across the U.S. and really across the world. Um, we really specialize in pelvic floor PT and helping women through preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum, uh, really just to have excellent lives and not have to deal with surgeries and unnecessary treatments uh, and injections and all that kind of stuff. So we're really, we take a holistic approach. I've seen so many women through like the lifespan, kind of their forties and fifties. I would see them in like regular outpatient clinics and for knee pain or hip pain or back pain. And all of them have had babies and they would treat their knee pain and back pain and hip pain, but it would just, you know, come back a year later. Maybe they'd try a different modality and they would just have these, you know, recurrent pain after pain and kind of chasing the symptoms. And no one ever really got to their, their core issues in dealing with their pelvic floor and really healing after birth. So even if like you feel good after childbirth, you know, you went through pregnancy, your whole system changed. And then you had a massive event, whether that baby came out of your belly or your vagina. And then we we just like kind of go back to life and don't take specific um, approaches to heal. Even if you feel okay postpartum, it's like I would see these women that just never dealt with these issues. And so certain things would pop up at the five-year mark, at the 10-year mark. And then once we get to like the 15 and 20-year mark, we're, we're looking at women who have either had um, injections into their joints, like for knee pain or hip pain. And then that translates into joint replacements later on. And it's just kind of like chasing these pains and these aches. And all the while, these women were – probably leaking urine or had some painful intercourse or had some other dysfunction that was tied to the pelvic floor, but just kind of got ignored. Um, And so symptoms even of pelvic floor dysfunction can be knee pain and can be back pain. And really dealing with the pelvic floor postpartum is what can have this magical change in our lives that can be preventative for all these issues down the line. And really that goes to like every nursing home across the board, where if you walk in, most of the women there are peeing their pants or are in some form of diapers. And it's just a downward spiral that I became super passionate about um, in just helping women heal after birth and really doing the preventative work. So we can be a healthier country and we don't have to go down these like soliloquies of like knee pain, hip pain, incontinence and all that stuff. So this is like where the passion came from. Um, Before I had kids, I was actually diagnosed with a pelvic organ prolapse. So I had my own pelvic floor dysfunction um, and that kind of stimulated my passion for helping women prenatally as well. Um, yeah, so it's a kind of a bag of worms. This is how I got started. And hopefully that answers some of your questions.
0: Absolutely. And I think that you brought up um, one of the points that we're trying to make with this podcast is that you don't have to have had children to have problems with your pelvic floor. And finding out what those problems are before you become pregnant can actually prevent a lot of complications during and after pregnancy before you even get to the point of that postpartum period.
1: Oh, 100%. And I think, um, and the reason like the preconception journey has become so near and dear to my heart is because we see women that if we can help them preconception and prenatally, their outcomes postpartum, their recoveries postpartum are are so much shorter. Like it's just, it's really incredible to see the difference of like treating, getting help before you even get pregnant. And if you don't get help, then even just getting help during pregnancy to help prepare for the birth, the outcomes are just substantially different um, and can have a, a huge effect on how you heal and really then how you go through the rest of your life.
0: Absolutely, and it can even have an effect on pregnancy outcomes themselves, right, like during uh, labor as far as perineal tearing, um, maybe even C-sections, so especially for women who have, like, failure to descend or failure to dilate, um, I've read some things that that may be associated with the actual, actual musculature of the pelvic floor. Yeah, yeah. We don't
1: have good research, like, as far as, like, data-driven, you know, outcomes, but um, And that is definitely on at least our to-do list. But like clinically, we just see we see so many women. I mean, we treat hundreds of women every year that are pregnant. And most we maybe have one to two of them end up with an emergency C-section due to something. And that is a way lower percentage than the, you know, the 33% or 30% nationwide of C-section rates. And the pelvic floor is just so it is so important to treat that. Um prenatally as a way to help prepare for birth. And so, yes, absolutely. The pelvic floor is essential in helping helping the birth process and, and really also having a, a great pregnancy and just being pain-free through the pregnancy because your pelvis is changing so drastically and so much that a lot of times when the pel- pelvis is expanding and really kind of preparing for birth, what ends up happening is our muscles do spasm and they tighten and we try to like hold everything in and together. That's through the glute musculature. So the muscles around the pelvis and the muscles inside the pelvis. So the pelvic floor. And when that happens, that's not necessarily supportive for evacuating a baby um, because we need that muscle to be flexible and healthy and able to be able to push the baby out. And so there's a ton that we can do to help train that as well, as far as like a pelvic expert physical therapist can can help women with that.
0: Absolutely. And so... Um, Before we get into the preconception pelvic floor conversation, can you tell our listeners what exactly um, goes into becoming a pelvic expert physical therapist? Like what makes you different than a regular physical therapist? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. I think that's an, an important thing to have. So pelvic floor training is not part of a physical therapist uh, program. Like they get about one lecture on it. And um, and there's no like treatment or assessment involved in that lecture, and so uh, to become a pelvic expert physical therapist or just to be able to treat the pelvic floor even in some um, small degree that requires extra training, whether that's through mentorship or many of there there's many like clinical paths. It, through continuing education that you can take um, to become a pelvic expert physical therapist. And so that that's kind of the differentiator. Now, what a pelvic expert physical therapist does, as opposed to just like your regular orthopedic or neurologic physical therapist, we are educated in the whole body, but we also are educated on the muscles inside the body and the organs inside the body. So we get to see how things can move and shift. So we do that by looking at the abdominal wall. And then we also assess the muscles of the pelvic floor by either an intravaginal or an interrectal assessment. And usually that's with a finger and it's a palpation of the muscles inside the vagina and you can also go rectally. And so that, that would be one of the ways in which a pelvic expert physical therapist would assess your core.
0: Yeah, and do you know what percentage of physical therapists have this specialized training in the pelvic floor? I have
1: no idea. You know, and um, it's different across like in some areas like the area I'm in in Seattle, you know, there is there is more options for people to have pelvic floor physical therapy, but there's definitely some cities and some areas that don't have access to that um, kind of specialty. But um, yeah, so I don't know the exact percentage and I'm sorry about that.
0: No, that's okay. I'm just wondering. Um, it, in my experience, it seems like it's a pretty small amount. Now we're located in LA, and there's quite a few um, public floor physical therapists here. But I know when I've worked in other areas, or even for friends who I've like tried to help find one, they it can be like one two hours away in order to find someone. Absolutely. I think that we need more physical therapists who pursue this additional training so that they're able to take care of patients like you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I completely agree. But I'm biased, of course.
0: You too. <laughs> Okay. So now for any listeners that are sitting here saying like, what the heck is the pelvic floor? I don't even know what that means. Can you just explain briefly what we're talking about when we refer to the pelvic floor? Yeah.
1: The pelvic floor is a bundle of muscles. So just like your arm has muscles to help you bend your elbow and straighten your elbow, the pelvic floor is just three layers of muscles. And it includes um, sphincters in the muscles and it And just muscles in general, these muscles help prevent you from peeing when you don't want to. The urethra goes through these, so it controls urine and then your vagina goes through. And so that controls your ability to have intercourse, um, and also controls your ability to for the baby, so that's sexual function. And then we're looking at um, bowel function, and that's the backside of the pelvic floor. That's your anus, and that goes through the pelvic floor. And then we also have your clitoris, so the ability to have orgasms is controlled through the pelvic floor. So those functions are controlled by the pelvic floor by these three layers of muscles.
0: So what are the most common reasons that someone comes to see you typically?
1: a list of like diagnoses, why people come to see us are back pain, um, incontinence, um, people who are having trouble getting pregnant or, um, or are just interested in like figuring out how they can control their pelvic floor and kind of like get in touch with this region of their body. Um, just because it's maybe always been off limits to them, or maybe they just aren't sure, um, what their pelvic floor is supposed to be doing. Uh, I love to treat people preconception. And when they find out that that pelvic floor can have an impact on their fertility, it is it's awesome Um, (laughs) because we get, you know, we get to train them and teach them early and right away. So those are those are some of the reasons people people come to us. We have a lot of people that also come in order to have vaginal deliveries. They're really hoping to avoid a cesarean or want to be able to not tear and have a vaginal birth. Um, and so that so we train people and help people achieve that as well.
0: Excellent. Um, and so. Talking about the preconception period, what benefits could someone potentially see if they do see someone like you before pregnancy? Yeah,
1: so someone who comes in right away, um, say maybe they started trying with their husband, like or their partner, whoever that is, um, you know, a month or two ago, and they're just interested in learning everything. And some maybe their friend told them about us. Uh, they come in and. We would assess their pelvic floor, assess their abdominal wall, and help them start training and coordinating their muscles. So the muscles that a pelvic floor PT like will really focus in on is going to be your diaphragm, and that's the muscle that lives underneath the ribcage. It's also going to be your pelvic floor. And then your abdominal wall, so the the muscles on the front of your belly, and then some of your back and hip muscles, and so like kind of your buttock region, and we'll see how those muscles are moving, how tight they are, how flexible they are. Are there adhesions through those muscles? Can we feel, um, you know, is the tissue not smooth? How is the blood flow to this tissue? Do we feel like it's hydrated tissue? Can it expand and contract? Um, we're looking at the flexibility of it, and um, and then we also look at the organ movement. So, how does your colon move? We really explore the whole system. We're looking at bowel movements. We're looking at your urinary function. We're looking at your inner your, your like sexual function. How is intercourse for you? Do you have any discomfort? And even though we're talking about a woman who's coming because they have nothing going on, I have to just say most women have something going on, whether that's they're waking up at night to pee, which would be a sign of urge urinary incontinence, or maybe it's a sign that they just actually have to pee all the time throughout the day, and that would be another sign of urge urinary incontinence um a lot of women tell us that they actually like brace for intercourse and they and unless they're like really turned on it's like not that comfortable and um and or they kind of like grit their teeth through it Um, A lot of women will have difficulty getting an orgasm. Maybe they have to work really hard for it or maybe it's just too easy and it doesn't almost go away. And so these are things that can happen even though they're not like coming with those issues. This is the stuff that can come out and they might not even realize it gets better until you know, a visit or two in and they're like, oh my goodness, sex is like really good now. Or, you know, I all of a sudden can have amazing bowel movements and I didn't even think I was constipated. But like it's these kind of things that can really be enhanced and are important aspects of health and wellness that um, we don't necessarily like classify or diagnose ourselves as having certain issues um, and don't even realize it until it's really brought to our attention.
0: And I think that that really speaks to how poor our sex education is in this country because, as you mentioned, some people just think that the way that they are experiencing their pelvic floor health um, and or sex is normal, right? Like, they don't even know that what they're having is not normal until you start asking them questions, and then they're like, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do have pain with sex, and oh, yeah, you know, I do have trouble orgasming. I just thought that was normal, you know? Um, and that's not to say that everyone doesn't have their own variety of experiences normally, but there are sometimes subtle abnormalities that, like you said, you can actually change and suddenly you'll see a benefit in something that you didn't even realize there was room for improvement in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So would you say that everyone could benefit from a pelvic floor evaluation before pregnancy? Or do you think that people, you know... Mostly that are having problems are the ones who benefit from it. Oh,
1: I think hands down everyone would. And and even if it's just for the sake of like learning how to coordinate your pelvic floor, you know, we're not taught in health class how to have a healthy, good bowel movement. Did you even know that there is a right way to poop or this is what should happen when you pee or how to, you know, how to make sure you fully empty your bladder. We're not really like taught these things and no one's really taught like what's normal and what's not normal and what you don't have to deal with. Um, And so, yes, I think everyone could benefit. And especially if we're talking about like, just even just teaching someone how to use these muscles, um, I think is so essential because it, You're using your pelvic floor when you get up in the morning and you get out of bed. Like your pelvic floor turns on and turns off and moves throughout the day. And if we don't know what's supposed to be happening there and if we're not tuned into that area, then we're like missing a whole aspect of like our fitness almost, our pelvic floor fitness that we could be using in order to be stronger, to make sure we stay healthy um, and all that good stuff. Especially in people that are super fit and work out and maybe you've been an athlete your whole life. I think it is even more essential. But really, yes, everyone would benefit. Everyone should learn how to use their pelvic floor. And it it will help them absolutely through their fertility journey, whatever that ends up looking like. Um, but it, it can have huge impacts on that.
0: So when would you recommend a woman come in for a preconception evaluation, um, Let's say if she wants to conceive in a year. So we typically recommend that women start their preconception journey one to two years before they actually want to become pregnant. And that's to allow time for, you know, whatever they need to do, whether that's nutrition changes or exercise changes or changes in their, you know, medical conditions. So where would you say that pelvic floor – evaluation fits into that preconception timeline. Oh,
1: that is amazing. I would say at like the one to two year mark, just so we can make sure, um, you know, everything is functionally functionally normal for you, whatever that looks like. And so you can establish a good baseline. So any dysfunction we find, we would address that. Maybe there's scar tissue from previous trauma or stress even, um, or previous surgeries. And so you kind of – you address that. And then we get the opportunity to teach you the coordination um, of how to use your core. So you keep your blood flowing, you keep your organs healthy, you keep your pelvic floor healthy, and then you can work on a strength program and really get yourself strong, get your core and pelvic floor strong before you go into your preconception phase.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense because just like when you are starting an exercise program, you don't see benefits right away, right? It can take weeks, months, even years sometimes to get to, you know, maybe your optimal fitness level. And so it makes a lot of sense that with your pelvic floor also being a collection of muscles, that you would want to give your body some time to see those changes and to recognize those, you know, strength increases or whatnot. Um, you know, rather than let's say starting once you've already conceived or waiting to start until once you've already tried to conceive or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When we're looking at early pregnancy and we're looking at even like the early preconcept, you know, maybe you're trying that month, we're not focusing on the strength piece. We're really focusing on opening and relaxing because – We haven't had that opportunity throughout the preconception journey. And so when most people start with us, they start on like an anti-Kegel diet. So we're not talking about Kegels and working the pelvic floor and strengthening the pelvic floor. A lot of times we're simply just talking about like opening the pelvic floor, getting movement, relaxing, increasing the flexibility, um, and changing like the positions of the muscles. And so I think starting earlier on would allow you to be stronger throughout your journey and you would have the opportunity to focus more on the strength and, and really staying strong throughout that preconception journey.
0: Absolutely, which can make a world of difference, I'm sure, once you're pregnant and you have all that pressure on the pelvic floor. So in your um, some of your videos that I've seen, you talk about something called mechanical fertility, and you touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking about adhesions. Can you explain what mechanical fertility, Um, infertility is and how that relates to your pelvic floor health.
1: Yeah. So when we're talking about mechanical infertility, we're talking about possibly like a blockage in some diagnosed or undiagnosed, to be honest with you, um, of either like at some point where the fallopian tube, um, you know, has some kind of blockage and there's the eggs aren't descending through the fallopian tube. And as far as like what a pelvic a physical therapist would do for this is really help improve the motility of, of the organs. So we're moving the uterus, we're moving the ovaries. um, We're making sure that there's not adhesions through the fascia. Let's take an upside down pair as our uterus. And we just drop a sheet over that pair. And that sheet is the endopelvic fascia it's just a big fancy word for this like sheet that connects all the the organs and that's even connected to the colon that's connected to um, you know the ovaries and the fallopian tubes and it's all connected and so if you have any adhesions even from like a previous appendectomy or some abdominal surgery that can cause tightness through this fascia that can cause adhesions and a goal of a physical therapist would be help improve the movement of these organs So we can free up the, the fallopian tube. So we can free up the uterus. So we can free up the colon. And then everything can move and ebb and flow the way it's supposed to inside our body, even independent of breath. So there should be movement independent of breath. And of course, breathing is an important part of getting this good organ movement. And then let me tell you a little bit about adhesions. So adhesions can be where there's any trauma or stress to the tissue. The goal of a pelvic physical therapist would be to help release these and restructure them. So applying stress, so manual stress, you can think of it as like kind of a massage, helps restructure the collagen and elastin and and change the tissue so there's more flexibility.
0: What causes adhesions in your experience?
1: So cysts can cause adhesions. Um, trauma can cause it, like anything that caused any inflammation in the past uh, can cause adhesions. So that's like the body's way of like getting rid of it. And then we tighten up and it's – if you think of it like – You know, feeling like little rocks in the tissue, you want to smooth that out. um, And that helps get rid of those adhesions and improve the mobility within that tissue to help support the fertility journey. It's hard for your pelvic floor to relax. And it's going to be really hard for your sperm to sneak up through, you know, up through your cervix. Um, And so as far as like being open and like knowing what that movement looks like, um, can have an, you know, a, a great effect as far as like the fertility as far as fertility goes and conception in and of itself.
0: That makes uh, a lot of sense, and that actually is something that I think people may not be aware of. This, but when you are ovulating, your cervix actually changes position and um, opens slightly to allow the sperm to travel. And so it makes a lot of sense that if your uterus is adhered in place, it may not be able to have that change in position of the cervix. Um, That's helpful for fertility. And that may explain some of the infertility that we see with endometriosis, because that's a really common cause of inflammation and adhesions in women, um, especially those struggling with infertility. And so I can imagine this being incredibly helpful for women who have endometriosis, which, like you said, is sometimes undiagnosed. And so, you know, in some people, they can go years with um, undiagnosed. Endometriosis, even if they're going through an, a fertility evaluation. So, for anyone listening who's not aware, you can actually only diagnose endometriosis through surgery. And so A lot of people have unexplained infertility for years before they have a laparoscopy and then find out that they've had endometriosis this whole time. And so I can imagine in some of those cases of unexplained infertility, um, it may have to do with this like mechanical infertility and these adhesions that are just not allowing the tissue movement that is, you know, ideal for conception.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, the more surgeries that you go in and diagnose this stuff, the more adhesions that you create and the more scar tissue that you create. So it's a total catch-22
0: absolutely. And so, our recommendation here today is going to be that everyone see a pelvic floor physical therapist preconception. But if someone is thinking, "No, I'm only going to see them if I have a problem." What kind of problems might lead someone to seeking care of a pelvic floor physical therapist? Any
1: incontinence, so so losing urine when you don't want to be. So whether you're at the CrossFit gym doing double unders and you and you leak, so you pee your pants a little bit, that's a pelvic floor dysfunction. That would be the, the leaking is seriously just a symptom of something not working right, your core not working right, whether that's maybe too much pressure in your belly, or maybe it's your pelvic floor not being, um, or being too contracted, or maybe it's your pelvic floor being too weak. Um, it can be a, just such a gamut of things. So um, urinary incontinence, I mentioned urge urinary incontinence. Um, there's also stress ur- stress urinary incontinence. That's the jumping and losing pee or sneezing and losing pee. Um any like if you fart when you don't want to fart or if you actually can't fart these are different signs that your pelvic floor isn't functioning optimally for you and that those would be good options or good reason for you to seek a pelvic floor physical therapist if you needed another reason um (laughs) and then um of course like just good sex so if if like you're having painful intercourse, that's definitely like get help, we can help you hands down. If you're having intercourse that sometimes feels good and sometimes doesn't, get help. If you have intercourse where it's burning when you start to have sex and then it goes away, you can get help with that too. A lot of people experience um, pain with deeper thrusting movements. So, whether they're, it might, it might be positional, it might be just deeper thrusting in general. They maybe feel like their partner's hitting something. Those are all signs of pelvic floor dysfunction. And those are definitely signs that you can get help, uh, especially positionally. If you have like positions that you avoid because of discomfort, we want you to be able to have those positions as an option for your sex life. And so, we can help. Um, facilitate healing for that. Um, any leakage of stool, so pooping your pants when you don't want to be, or maybe you you poop a little bit when you pee and you didn't mean to, to do that. Um, if you've had long standing like hip pain and low back pain and like you've been to therapy or you go to the chiropractor and it's just not going away, these are signs of actually your pelvic floor not functioning. That would be when you want to seek help.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because if you think about the rest of our muscles, when we have like a muscle spasm, it feels a lot different than our normal muscle does. And, you know, we're aware that we're having those muscle spasms at that time. But with the pelvic floor, most women are so disconnected from that and just unaware of those muscles at all. It's not as easy, I think, to recognize when you're having that like tightness or laxity in those areas.
1: Absolutely, absolutely,
0: yeah. So why should someone see a pelvic PT and not just their OBGYN or midwife, let's say?
1: you might get lucky and you might have a midwife or an OBGYN be educated in the muscles of the pelvic floor and be able to palpate the muscles, the ligaments, organ position, and all of that. Um, But I just, that's far and few between. And I'm sure maybe you can speak to this in your medical training, um, but I don't know how much of it is taught throughout like medical school. So no one is looking at these muscles. So even if you think you're going to your to Colologist and your midwife, you know, to see how your pelvic floor is functioning and see where your organs are at. The probability that they're able to specifically like touch and diagnose these muscles is very, very low. So that would be the reason that you really want to seek this care out. In most states, including Washington and I, California as well, is direct access, so you don't need a referral from any provider to seek out physical therapy.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because a lot of um providers don't even know that pelvic PT exists. So that's I'm embarrassed to say that when I graduated PA school, um, and this is not by any means exclusive to me, I would say this is actually probably the more common scenario. I didn't even know that pelvic floor physical therapy existed. I'd never heard of it. It was not in our training. It was not in any of the clinicals that I had gone on. Um, no one had talked about it. And it was only after I started practicing and, you know, got more education on my own that I realized this was a thing. And then it was still several years after that before I really, really understood when you should send someone there, what they do, you know, like until I started preconception, I never thought about a preconception pelvic PT visit, but now I'm like, that makes so much sense. And especially having worked on labor and delivery myself, I can 100% attest to the problems that happen when you have a really tight um, pelvic floor musculature you just don't get the same um, stretch and and dilation change that you need um, when it, in regards to those muscles. And those muscles control the position of your hips, um, how, you know, like open your hip bones can, can get during labor. It, it just controls so much. As we talk about everything that you should do before pregnancy, it makes so much sense to me that this would be a part of that. Because, you know, why wait until you're pregnant and then add this onto your list of 25 other visits that you have to do during pregnancy, you know? Having this before pregnancy allows you that time to identify any problems that you have. It allows you the time to strengthen those muscles, like you said, because if you come in, you know, when you're just trying to conceive or once you're already pregnant, that may not be what your focus is anymore. So before we leave, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah. So I've talked about like this coordinate, the the idea of having coordination of your pelvic floor. And I just want to clarify, what that means is you have the ability to contract, you have the ability to relax, and you have the ability to bear down or bulge. And those are really essential as far as um, having control and coordination. And what we see a lot of times, even preconception, and I think this is like the biggest take-home message for your listeners is um, I talked about adhesions in the abdominal wall and organ movement, but I didn't really talk about the quality of the pelvic floor. And I'm going to use a food analogy and um, really the to me, it's so essential and what we see have such drastic changes is when we actually palpate the pelvic floor. So yes, finger is in vagina. We are touching these muscles. When things are fibrous and tight, they often feel like beef jerky. And, um, and I know that's like a weird thing to say, but that's kind of like the texture of the muscle and our goal for this healthy pelvic floor where it works for you. You don't have these symptoms. Your, we can help optimize your fertility is that the pelvic floor can feel more like a steak. So it's like soft and squishy and, um, it it has like a good steak, juicy steak <laughs> feel. That would be like more the healthy muscle. What we want the pelvic floor to feel like.
0: So I just want to give our listeners an idea of how someone can find a pelvic floor physical therapist.
1: Yeah, there are great websites uh, available to check to like search for your search for a provider in your area. One of those is Pelvic Guru, um, and then there's there's one other website um, Herman and Wallace has to search for a provider. So there's two good. Directories available for you to really search for a provider in the area that you're located.
0: And then, how can our listeners find you?
1: Yeah, so they can find us at bodymotionpt.com or on Instagram or Facebook at bodymotionpt.
0: All right. Well, thank you again, Dr. Felt, for joining us. I will link all of um, those resources in the show notes here. And uh, we thank you for what you do in the preconception realm. I have to say that I have seen a lot of pelvic floor physical therapists um on instagram i've met some in person but you are the very first one i've seen that's really passionate about the preconception period and i so appreciate that
1: awesome well thank you yep we're trying to make a shift in the way that the way that everyone can get help and so the preconception journey is such a in such an important one as we discussed so thank you so much for giving me this opportunity
0: you're welcome and thank you
1: The information provided in the preconception podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be interpreted as medical advice. Please speak with your healthcare provider to learn more about your health before pregnancy.